This Irish Man Stands with America. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey America, thank you so much for tuning in. This is the Freedom's Disciple podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Dunn. I hope you're having a lovely weekend or a lovely week whenever you decide to listen to this podcast. Uh, I want to thank everyone for tuning in last week. I hope you've enjoyed the last couple of weeks' podcasts, uh, the one on poverty uh, and the one on economics. Uh, I hope you enjoyed them and that it made you think because that's one thing I'm trying to do. I'm trying to take a step back and explain things from my side of view from living in a socialist utopia um, and break things issues down without saying well you got to vote for this person or you got to vote for this person or this party's better than that party I want to get rid of all of that I just want to discuss the issues and to get you thinking and to help you form your own opinion I'm not trying to get you to agree with what I think but I would like you to form your own opinion educate yourself I always say this on the radio uh, and anywhere I go publicly or privately I don't ever want people to have the exact same opinion as me that's not my aim I always say educate yourself we live in a world today where it's so easy to educate yourself you have so much power in your phone in your iPad in your laptops in your computers use it in books you have so access to so many resources use them and educate yourself Today I want to take the show in a slightly different direction. I want to take another step back and to share a pivot point in my life with you. I grew up not the most educated person. I'm not a, I say this all the time, I'm not the smartest person out there in what the world would consider smart. Um, I don't have a degree, I don't have PhDs, didn't really go to college. Um, I was an average student in school. But I've educated myself. I have a thirst for knowledge that will never be filled. I just constantly want to learn. I want to be challenged. That's one of the reasons why on the show I say, tweet me at Freedom Disciple. Tell me where you think I'm wrong. I don't ever want to get to a point where I think I'm always right. And I hate when people think they have all the answers. I think it's not the best attitude to have. I think it's sad when you have someone who says, I'm at the peak of my abilities, I'm at the peak of my knowledge, there's nothing else I can learn. I feel sorry for that person because life is full of learning experiences. And I want to share one today, and there's a reason I'm going to share it with you today, because there's a few issues I want to talk about. One of the changing points, and it made me think a lot, and it's made me evaluate how I see the world today is by a person called Simon Sinek Um, he's a TED talk guy, that's where I came across him, he's been on many other shows talking about his shows, Uh, I think he was on Glenn Beck a a couple of years ago maybe Um, I've seen him around on many different shows but I found him through TED talks, by the way TED talks, if you have an app and you have an iPad like I do TED talks are really good Um, you get to learn lots of different things I would highly recommend you do it. They're usually 15, 20 minutes. You can learn lots of stuff, even stuff that you don't agree with, but it challenges you to think. And I saw this talk, Simon Sinek, and I'm going to 
posted on the the website with the show links when the show goes out. But he had a theory, the golden circle, the theory of why. And he speaks about business. But I'm going to give you what he says about business, but then I'm going to change it to your personal life, to your fate life, to your politics life. Yes, I'm going to talk a bit of politics today, about the principles of politics, not about a party. And the golden circle is its three circles, going getting from a small one in the middle, getting bigger and bigger again. And in the three circles, there's the why, the how, and the what. And he breaks it down on business. He says, the difference in a successful business and a not-so-successful business is that businesses will all tell you what they do. It's obvious to you. You know, Apple sell iPads, iPhones, computers, Macs. You know, Dell sells other computers. The local supermarket sells bread, milk. Everyone knows what you do. They even know how you do it. So I, I buy bread, I make bread, I sell it in a grocery. I milk a cow, I'm a farmer, I sell it in a co-op into, and then on to people who make cheese or into a grocery shop. So they know how you do things. These are all clear to the eye to see, everyone can find them. But not many people know why you do things. What is it about you that makes you different? What's your purpose? What's your cause? What's your belief? Why do you exist? Why do you get out of bed in the morning? How many companies do you know today that tell you their why? And the big pivot point I had in my life was after watching this video many times, and he gives great examples. It's only about 15 minutes long. I encourage you to watch it. Um, but the key thing that changed my thinking and made me think an awful lot and still does to this point, is one little sentence he says. Why is not profit? Profit is a result. It's an outcome. It's something you want to happen. But it can't be your why. The reason it got me thinking was, how many people today in politics have their why? Just take the Republican Party. And I'm not going to talk policies or principles here, but just what did the Republican Party do? You'll all have your own opinion on that, good, bad, or indifferent. How do they do it? You'll all have your own somewhat opinion on that. But why do they do it? Do you really know why the Republican Party stands today for what it stands for? Or doesn't stand for? Or is it all about a result? Do you think the Republican Party, or any other party, whatever you belong to, is your party about just getting elected? Is your why always the result, the outcome? Is it always just the next election? Just get us elected, we'll sort it out. The reason I think this is important is because I'm seeing a growing number of people who seem to be focused on the why of has been the result. I look at uh, elections, and I'm looking at 2016 yet again, and it's following the same path that the 2012 election followed, the 20, 2008 election followed, the 2004 election followed, 
I only started following politics around 2000, so I, I don't have great memories of the, the 2000s. Um, apologies, but all I remember is the gore challenge and the, all the hassle that that caused. But it's following the same theme. It's not talking about the issues. There doesn't seem to be a connect between any politician and the people of why they stand for what they stand for. They all say what they stand for, how they stand for it, and what they're going to do. And they're going to release all these plans on immigration, on tax, on education, on the size of government. They'll release all these plans. But I think one question we seem to miss is why do you stand for things? Why do you have that opinion? So I just try out some examples. So if you're a proponent, like I am, of the fair the flat tax, why do you think that's best? It's great saying, well, I'm for the, what am I for? I'm for the flat tax. How are you going to do it? And I pass a law, repeal IRS, abolish the IRS, and then it's simple. Repe- repeal all the legislation around it. But why do you want to do that? Get to the root cause. I think part of the problem is so many politicians either have forgotten it or don't get asked the question or are not asked by the people or people don't care. Why do you stand for what you stand for? If we found out why, I don't think you'd have as many quote-unquote flip-flops that you have today. We are living in the era of man's law. And I heard a, a great explanation um, it was based on faith but about man's law and they said if you're a leaf on the ground and the wind comes what's to stop you going with the wind going with what's popular of the day you're not rooted in anything you're not a tree you don't have any roots you don't have, you have any branches to connect it you just go with the wind you go with the flow how many politicians today just go with the flow we don't know why they stand for what they stand for. They don't. We don't understand what their belief is and what in their life happened to get to that opinion. But I don't want to talk too much about the politics of it. I want to talk to you to focus in on you, the individual. You all know what you believe. You might know how to get to the place you want to get to. And so if you believe in you know, homeschooling and you want to abolish the uh, Department of Education, you might know how to do that. But what's your why? Why do you want to do that? Why don't we have a conversation with each other and inspire other people? Inspire other people to change by telling them our why. It's something I'm going to try and do. I'm going to try and tell you what I stand for, how I stand for it. I'm going to start telling you why. Because I see utopia every day. I see people, what I say, dying inside. They're going numb. And I'm seeing this with my American brothers and sisters. I don't want to focus on a result, an outcome. An election. I want to focus in on principles. 
and to break the arguments down of the left and the progressives and the rhinos and the GOP and anyone who's a utopian statist. We need to be the change. We need to break down the issues and explain why we're against things and base it in principles and base it in love. I gotta take a quick break, America. I'll be right back. I hope you'll stick with me. Freedom versus freebies. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't miss the morning blaze with Doc and Skip. New York City Administrative Judge ruled that Ronald Dillon should be suspended without pay for 30 days for twice talking in a robot voice. What is robot voice? Robot is speaking in a monotone kind of area and talk very like one-sided. Mr. Yeah. Domo Arigato, by the way. <laughs> Mr. Robot, I this is the help test. The Morning Blaze with Doc and Skip. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. I want to continue on from the first segment um, because I want to ask you a couple of honest questions. And I would ask you to think about this over the weekend. People today, I believe, are making their why an election result whether they win or lose. And I would ask you to think about something for your own soul. And I'm not, I, I, think, I hope it's obvious what my answer is by the way I act. But I would ask you to think about what you want to do and how you want to respond to a following scenario. Today I believe many people, their why is an election result. And if you look at how a lot of people in the Republican Party act, they have the same opinion. And they despise people who make a stand for principle. Which would you prefer? To win and to abandon the majority of your principles? Or to lose and stand for principles? That's something I'd ask you to think about. I see many people, I see them on Twitter, when you talk about Mitt Romney, and I was in the last election. You know, you dare say anything negative about Mitt Romney, and you're like, well, it's people like you who got Obama elected. You know, who didn't vote. And I don't want to drag up all memories from the past, but it's something I think we all need to have an honest look at ourselves in the mirror and say... What do you want to do? What way do you want to act? Is it okay to go for the lesser of two evils? Now obviously in an ideal situation it would be great to win and have your principles. But sometimes things don't work out and go as smoothly as we'd all like. What is your priority? Is your priority your principles? Or winning. 
I hope that some of you will think over this weekend and going forward. What's your why? Why do you do what you do? And explain that to your friends and to your family and to anybody that you meet. And I always say one thing, and it's very simple to explain part of your why. Something I thirst for, when I used to do radio interviews on um, We Are America Radio and, and for different, for writing, one question I always wanted to try and ask in different ways was, why do you love America? Or do you think America is the greatest country in the world, and if so, why? But I don't think people tell that anymore. They don't share why they love America. It's Today it's cool to hate America. To hate on the troops. To hate on the American people. To hate on you know those right-wing teabag conservatives. Why do you love America? Why is America unique? Why is America exceptional? It's very easy to say, well, America is the greatest country in the world, John, and it's the most exceptional nation, and blah, 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 blah. Okay, great. Why is it? Tell me. And by the way, there's, in my opinion, there isn't one generic answer. It's many things to many different people. But I want to lead that on to another question. What is America's USP? If you don't know what USP is, it's unique selling point. It's what makes you do things. Makes you buy things. What is what makes America different? It's really troubles me lately how many people are so focused in on the election result of 2016. I'm going to be very blunt with you. America is not unique because of your politics. America is unique despite of your politics, not because of it. Look at the rest of the world and just take a snapshot of history. Whether you know a lot of it, a little bit, or in the middle. What makes you different? Does America have a piece of land unique to anyone else that just is better? Your land is just more fertile, more better positioned for the you know heat and cold? Is a position better than anyone else? No. Because then Amer- Mexico and Canada would have the similar benefits. Is America better because you have better leaders? You have better politicians? You know, because you have a president? No, because other nations have had presidents. Well, we're better because of the two-party system. No, there are other countries that have two-party systems. Is America better the greatest country in the world because a certain person was president there's a certain candidate running around today well I'm going to make America great again I'm not attacking that person my views are very clear on it but is it just this simple that if that candidate who says let's make America great again and just vote for me and everything will be fine is it possible that that person could run just take a small example. In Ireland to be the Taoiseach, the Prime Minister. Would that make Ireland the greatest country in the world? Would it make Ireland great? 
What is it that made America the greatest country in the world? There are many different reasons. But your USP back at your founding wasn't George Washington. He was part of it. And I love George Washington as I hope many know. Your USP wasn't John Adams, Ben Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison. Your USP was your priorities were straight. Your priorities were, we're going to be different. And you were so different that it took you all of three words to differentiate yourself from the rest of the world. That was there at 17, in the 1700s. And that was there in the history up to the time of your family. It took you three words. You didn't sort of build up to it. You started it right from start word one. And it started with your constitution. We the people. That's what makes America different and unique and special. America is special and unique because you have your priorities straight on your people. The success and failure of America is not down to George Washington as president or Ronald Reagan as president. And it's not a bad country because Obama is president now or Carter was president or Woodrow Wilson was president. The success and failure of your nation is your people. And how your people act, how your people think, and how your people respond. I always say this because it really annoys me when I see politicians talk down to the American people. You know, especially some on the left. You know, America, you, you Americans, you're just so greedy. You know, we need to share our wealth. And they, you, ins- you get insulted all the time. But what people seem to forget or don't want to know or just ignore is that any time there's a disaster who always gives the most money? The American people. The American people are some of the most generous people you will ever meet. That's what makes you great. What makes you great is the the dream of you can do anything. You can achieve anything. It might not seem it now. Things are bad. Things are tough. But you have overcome so much. That's what makes your nation unique. Makes your nation exceptional. And we need to share those stories. Whatever your story is. Whatever your USP is. Share your why. And tell the world why you think America is great. Share your own unique story. I'll be back in just one minute. I've got to take one more break. There is a reason I'm breaking this down and delving into these principles and these questions. Because there is a topic of discussion I want to spend the rest of this show talking about that needs to be addressed because it's going to be a common theme in 2016. And the Republicans are going to make fools of themselves. And I'm going to try and help them and try and help you change the narrative. I'll be right back, America. I hope you'll stick with me. You're listening to Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network.
Buck Sexton. Think about where you can actually draw these lines. Now, I know this from people who jump in and they say, hold on a second, well, what about people who are involuntary committed? Right, that's already a law. What about people who are you know, convicted of domestic abuse? I mean, there are laws about these things already. And perhaps those are the sort of very basic, you want to call them common sense gun control laws. Those seem to already be in place. Buck Sexton, weekdays, noon to 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Blaze Radio Network. With Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for sticking with me, America. I'm on Twitter as always, at Freedom Disciple. At Freedom Disciple. Give me a follow, give me a message. Tell me where you think I'm wrong, and let's have a debate. I want to apologize um, to anyone. I should have brought this up at the start of the show. I've been very sick all week, so if I sound different or... um, I don't sound my usual self um, it's because it's been a really tough week um, and I've been very sick and I haven't slept a whole lot um, and my voice is um, my voice is weird I don't know what's uh, maybe I think I've got Glenn Beck's uh, what's a strange strained vocal cords I don't, I'm only joking um, but uh, it's it's. I don't sound my normal self and for that I apologise I want to make one last point before I share the story with you that draw made this show happen um, that I wanted to focus in on. I want to bring things back to its core. And the last point I want to make is about principles and about sharing your why. Everyone today can list their list of offences. Regardless of who they are, left, right, independent, moderate, conservative, libertarian, liberal, progressive, they can all list their offences. They can all tell you what they think is wrong with the world. And they can tell you how they plan to fix it. But they don't tell you why. They don't go to the core. America is special, and this is only my why, because you started your country off on a totally different foot. You started, I always say the different date, July 2nd, um, because that's history, but July 4th, 1776, your Declaration of Independence. Your Declaration of Independence inspires me for two reasons. One, today I honestly believe if your Declaration of Independence was written, and even just by folks on the right, the Conservatives, they'd list all their offences first, and they'd come up with their why would be just vote GOP, or vote Donald Trump, or vote Ted Cruz, or every, every who it is. they wouldn't have a principle in it they'd have a result an outcome that they wanted that they thought was fair your declaration of independence is remarkable and revolutionary because it starts off not with the list of offences it starts off 
with what you stand for, your why. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed with their, by their creator with certain inalienable rights, and that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's revolutionary. But even if you, as you read down the Declaration of Independence, where it gives the f- list of offences against the Crown, he has refused his assent to laws, the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance, unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be obtained, and when so suspended he is utterly neglected to attend to them. Even as they list offence after offence after offence, he has made judges dependent on his will alone for their tenure of their offices and the amount of payment of their salaries. And as it continues, and as it continues, it doesn't give you their plan to fix these. It doesn't give you their their 10-point or their 12-point plan of how you can make this right. It said... We're going to do things different. And it says one of the most important things at the end. We pledge each other our lives, our fortunes and our sacred honour. That's telling you why they do things and where their priorities are. It also says something very controversial today. You know, words that you shouldn't say with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence. Your Declaration of Independence is a revolutionary document, not because a war followed it, but because it changed the way we think. It changed your priorities. It inspired people by saying, this is what we stand for. This is what we believe in. And this is why we believe what we believe The reason I was wanted to share this is because I saw an incident or a discussion with Jeb Bush recently and uh, a white man, I think it was in, I'm not sure, I think it was in Ohio, I can't remember. Um, and it's, he was asked a question about, you know, how do you get black people to vote for us? How do you get black people to to vote GOP? And his answer was about, oh, well, you know, we need to give them freedom and not free stuff. And we need to emphasize a positive message. And then he went on about speaking, well, you know, we get 8% of the vote. You know, if we doubled that and got 16% of the vote, you know, the difference in the elections would be incredible and blah, 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 blah. It's already been spoken about in the media by its comparing it to Mitt Romney's and his 47% comment and all that stuff. I've witnessed some discussions publicly and privately with people who have had this discussion. This isn't a new discussion. I've witnessed this discussion of how, how, how can we get people, to, how can we get black people to, to vote GOP? How can we get women to vote GOP? How can we get Latinos to vote GOP? 
I always find this conversation, and it goes on, by the way, there's many different, all through the minority groups. I always find, if you break that question down to its simplest terms, what you are doing is saying, I want you to act a certain way. I, I want you to vote for me or for my party. I want you to act a certain way. Effectively, what you're asking is, the question is, I want you to act a certain way. Now, what have I got to do to get you to do it? Effectively, in certain ways, you're asking for a bribe. Because usually what it means in politics terms is, I need need blacks to vote for me. What can I give them? What welfare program can I come up with? What can I do to outreach to them? What can I give them? Here's the problem. If I came to you, just break this down to it simple. I come to you and say, I need you to do a certain thing for me. I need a favour from you. I need you to do something for me. I need you to move my truck. Or I need you to, I don't know, mind my kids. If I always come to you and say, I need you to do me... I need you to mind my kids. Now, what have I got to do for you? Would you be inclined to help me? Knowing that there's always a... You know, it's tit for tat. I'm going to do something for you so you can do something for me. The problem that I see time and time again and I've witnessed for 10 plus years is one, we divide the message up. It's almost like... Well, we need a message for black people and we need a message for women and we need a message for Hispanics. And what's really frustrating about it is that for people on the right who are conservatives, the message is generic. Do you want to know what the message is? The message is freedom. The message is opportunity. The message is you can do things. You know, to a black person. You can do anything you want to. There is no limit. You know, this thought of that there's racism today and there's people holding you back and the whites are holding you down. Look at the world, how many famous black people there are. There are people making it. What we need to do, and I'm, I'm saying we as a, a collectively as in the GOP are conservatives I'm not part of it so I need to stop saying we sorry is share that message the message of empowerment but we need to do it in such a way that's inspiring not saying well you know we need to you know share the message of you know they need to stop living off the government and you know give them opportunity and stop looking down on them we need to share it in a positive inspiring way we need to share it by sharing our vision for the world. Sharing our vision of freedom. Because here's the thing. Freedom is the most one of the most powerful messages you can share. Freedom, everyone knows and loves it. You want, I always say you want proof of it. That the message of freedom isn't powerful. Even the communists use it. 
Even Karl Marx himself uses the concept of freedom because he knows how popular it is. When he talks from the freedom of the bourgeoisie. That's what we need to share. The message of freedom. You can have a life depending on government. You can have a message depending on welfare. Or you can choose a different path. You can choose the path that says, I can do anything. I can make a difference. I can create a company. I can go be successful. I can be a millionaire and billionaire. And empower them to do that. And get government out of the way. Which message will you vote for? Because here's the simple truth. And this is where the GOP, just from a, not even, this is not a principled argument, this is just a factual argument. If you think competing with the left on benefits is a good idea, you're wrong because you're setting yourself up to fail. You're going to lose. The left and the progressives will always find more and more benefits to give out. The problem is, we haven't given an alternative way of life. We have not given an alternative vision of life. Of how we see the world. Of how we see things. Of what we see as possible. Of who actually believes, truthfully in their hearts, all men are created equal. All men are created equal. Who believes in the concept of freedom? That's what we need to share. You don't need to change your message to, well, I'm talking to Hispanics today, so I better say X. And then tomorrow I'm speaking to women, so I'm going to say Y. And then I'm going to speak to blacks the next day, so I'm going to say Z. Now I'm going to say the same message. I might use different words, but I'm going to say the same message. The message that says, you can do anything you want. You want to go set up a business? Go. Brilliant. Create jobs. Create investments. Create the next great product. Go for it. I support you. Do it. And if anybody ever holds you back, let me know and we can see what we can do. But it won't be true government. It'll be true individuals standing together and uniting together on the message of freedom. That is the message. For everyone. There is no better message than real freedom. And I mean real freedom. Not crony capitalism. Not, well, if you've got contacts. Or as I say, the, the first economic lesson I learned in the utopia of Ireland. It's not what you know, it's who you know. If we can get over that and share real freedom and real love, we'll get anyone to vote but here's the most important thing I asked you in the last segment to think of things would you rather stand for principle and lose or win and stand for nothing this is the biggest thing I think we need to do regarding black people or Hispanics or women we need to do the right thing and not ask for the outcome we need to stand for freedom, 
for women, for black people, for Hispanics, and anyone else. The people colour the rainbow. Stand for freedom. And even if they don't vote for us, or vote for our principles, still stand for it. Still do what is right. Still do the principle, honest thing. Just because someone doesn't act the way you want them to act, doesn't mean you just go, ah, well, it doesn't happen. It won't happen. And lastly, we need to stop putting ourselves in boxes of limitations. I find it deeply upsetting if if what Jeb Bush actually said is true. Well, we got 8% of the vote. Imagine if we voted that and got it to 16. The, the elections would change. That was his best case scenario. You telling me 84% of black people don't believe in freedom? We need to stop thinking with, well, what's possible? Well, you know, let's put ourselves in this box. What can we do? You know, how little change can we make? It's time to start thinking big and dreaming big. Now, I don't care about elections and percentage of black people who vote GOP or vote Democrat. I don't care. But if we start looking big, and that's having honest discussions, and let's say, I don't care who you vote for, let's talk about freedom and real freedom. I can guarantee you it's more than 16% of black people. And I'll prove it to you. There was a picture going around last weekend of Floyd Mayweather the boxer a black man and what he was doing was on a bench counting oodles upon oodles of money I think it was with Justin Bieber I'm not the biggest fan of celebrity so I might be wrong but it was a picture of him on a bench with a big bag counting lots of money and it's not the first picture I've seen of Floyd Money Mayweather of money When he was fighting Manny Pacquiao one month, two months ago, whenever it was in Vegas, he took a picture of his bet with about $200,000 on it. And I did not see one tweet from one black person or one person saying, that's income inequality, that's wrong, that's bad. I don't know one black person or one person, period, forget the race, that says... I don't want what he has. I don't want his success or his money or what he can do. That's how you tap into the market that says, you can have that. It's just we're not going to pull other people down for you to get it. You can do it by yourself. I believe in you. I'm not saying this to get you to vote for me. I'm saying it because I believe it in my heart. It's what I believe. I believe we all can do things and that there is no limit. There is no glass ceiling. There is no wall. You can do it. I believe in you. Now go do it. If I'm wrong, then tell me where I'm wrong. But it's time to take the glasses off of and living in the box of, well, I think this is possible. Everything is possible. You've just got to do it. And believe in it. And share your message of why you believe what you believe I gotta take one more quick break America I hope you'll stick with me because I want to share something special with you I'll be right back this is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network 
coming up today on Pat and Stu. Listen, Hillary and I walk Kankle and Kankle. Oh, yeah. Well, Jeffy's been known to play the character of Hillary Clinton many times. <laughs> Very accurately. Well, yeah, the Kankles for it, don't you? Do you have the Kankles? Uh, well, first of all, no, I do not. But okay. I create the acting. You create. Okay. I, create. I see. I see. That's <laughs> what I do. Yeah, you pretend to have Kankles. Pat and Stu. Weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for sticking with me, America. I hope today's show has given you something to think about. I'm only sharing my opinion and my plea with you to find out what it is you stand for and why it is you stand. Because I believe that if America is to survive, it'll be because of your people, not because of an election result. I could be wrong, and that's fine if I am, but that's what I believe. I got asked to do something, I think it was last year or earlier this year, I can't remember. Um, It was last year, 2014, uh, in one of the churches I go to, to, there was a special mass and I got asked to write a reflection, it was in a Catholic church, a communion reflection and read it out and it was a great honour for me and I did and I want to share what I wrote a year ago because it's something that we need to share and it's what I believe and I hope it also shows you why I believe things and it's inspired greatly by one of my heroes Martin Luther King and I hope you enjoy it I'll share it on the show notes Um. But it's what I believe, and it's called I Believe, and I hope you enjoy it. I hope you'll sit back and let me read this to you. It's only a couple of minutes long. The world today is a horrible place. It is filled with hate, jealousy, ego, contempt, and sin. We have seen incredible technology advancements, yet so many have forgotten the simple message Jesus Christ shared. Love one another as I have loved you. Our pulpits have gone quiet, our hearts grow colder, and our church is empty. We all look around for others to do something, but are fearful to rise up ourselves. We look toward man for answers and to cure the world. We look for a leader, yet no one comes. We ask, why has God deserted us? Where is he? Why won't he help us? I believe God is always with us. But today, we are too distracted by technology to hear him. Or we don't like what he has to say. Because it's too hard or it's just not cool. I believe God is the only beacon of light and hope for the world. And without God, there is no hope. I believe when I point my finger for someone else to do something... I have three fingers pointing back at me and I need to make sacrifices. I believe now is the time we must work harder at peace and love and to inspire others. I believe now is the time to rise up from the dark and make this world a better place. I believe now is the time to 
to make justice a reality for all God's children. I pray that we realise our potential and become God-fearing people again. I pray God gives us the virtues of faith, hope, love and charity. I pray our hearts melt and that we make our parishes and communities a better place. I pray we learn to forgive others who have wronged us and learn to love that person. I have a dream where random acts of kindness become commonplace. I have a dream of living in a community where God, his words and his commandments are put first. I have a dream where people not only pray to God, but praise him and thank him for everything he has given us. I have a dream of God doing something unpredictable and uncontrollable every day. I have a dream that the glory of God should be revealed and all flesh shall see it together and be inspired. It is true this faith in our loving God, we will be able to hew out of this mountain of despair and build a stone of hope, because today is not the end. No, today is only the beginning. I hope you get that gave you something to think about. We are living in dark times, America. And what we do, or what we don't do, will depend on how our future goes. Not only in this world, but in our next world. You are the answer. You are the solution. I hope you believe it. And I hope you act upon it. The hour is growing late. What you do, how you do, and what way with love in your heart will define everything. I will continue to share why I love America. Because America, the success or failure of America, will depend on how successful or failure or how much tyranny is in the rest of the world. You might not like that. You might not think that's a fair responsibility. But it's the truth. I thank you for so much for tuning in today. I hope I've given you pause for thought. I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. And as always... I salute your police, your firefighters, your emergency personnel and your vets. To me they are the true heroes and I am thankful every day for them and what they do. And I am thankful for you, the great American people. America is great because your people are great and not because of a politician. Have a wonderful week. God bless you and God bless America. Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand. The Blaze Radio Network.